Thank you for tuning in this week, folks. I'm your host, Brad Betke, and this is episode 15 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. Okay. I like it. A little song we can ride it to. Me and bro with a vibe or two. I fly like the Emirates. Try to be smooth when I'm talking my shit, but my flow is so ignorant. Niggas not getting it like my entendres. I can stack it and slow and double it. Speed of this shit, I can triple it. Whatever I do to my masterpiece, better me, niggas is feeling it. I walked into school on my first day on campus. New from the jump, I can't have this. Went to the stool and start cooking some magic. Episode 15, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode and another week of Box Score Sports. To start this week off, I want to touch on the All-Star game from this last weekend. There's a lot to talk about, but first things first. Stephen Curry. He's not human. Nobody can just shoot the ball like that on a consistent basis for how many years now? Who even knows? You can't even keep track. He's just too good. Anyway, he breaks the record for threes in an All-Star game, which was previously nine, and because of him, it is now 16. He dropped an even 50 points, two short of the record, and three short of breaking the points in an All-Star game record. He really is just different. And something I find really interesting is he's been on a team with LeBron in the All-Star game a couple times now, and now I know the All-Star game is more offense than it is defense. But it's always interesting to see how well Curry and LeBron play together. They seem to have an unprecedented subconscious chemistry, if you will. They seem to work really well together. Another thing that happened during the All-Star game, it was actually during the halftime show, there was the NBA dropped their official NBA Top 75 players list for the NBA's 75th anniversary. Now, because of how many names are on that list, I'm not going to go over who's on it. Uh, you guys can find that online. But on the counterpart, I want to talk about the names that didn't make the list that personally I believe should have. Now, it's not about who they would replace on the list. It's just players that technically, in my opinion, were worthy of the top 75 list. Starting with current players, you have Dwight Howard, Superman himself. Although he hasn't had a memorable last couple of seasons, I think people are quick to forget how good young Dwight Howard really was. He had so much talent and so much skill, and he was just as dominant as people like Shaq. Not everyone is going to like what I just said, but I mean it. Even Shaq has mentioned something about it. There's a reason that they call Dwight Superman as well as Shaq. Another name, Kyrie Irving. It kind of blows my mind that Damian Lillard made the list before Kyrie Irving did. Not only does Kyrie have a ring that Damian Lillard doesn't have, I personally think Kyrie is a better all-around basketball player. And if it weren't for this last two years, would have been the more consistent basketball player. Overall, I genuinely do believe that Kyrie's resume and skill overall are better than Damian Lillard's. So that one kind of blew my mind. And then lastly, Paul George. I can see why he wasn't there, but he's definitely top 100 without question. Now, the list of past players that I think should have been on that list is much longer. Now, I'll just kind of quickly run through them and then touch on the ones that I think are the craziest that they weren't in it. You have Dikembe Mutombo. Bernard King, Pau Gasol, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Tony Parker, Alex English, Yao Ming, and Penny Hardaway. The two that really blow my mind, actually three, are Dikembe Mutombo, Vince Carter, and Tracy McGrady. 
people really do forget how talented T-Mac was. Tracy McGrady was that guy. He's got that clip. Everybody's seen it. If you like sports, especially basketball, you've definitely seen the clip. It was like 13 points in 36 seconds or something crazy like that. And overall, he was just a really good player on both the Raptors and the Rockets. It's kind of crazy that people forget about him. Vince Carter the best dunker in basketball history, arguably, was consistently a very good player. And it really does kind of blow my mind that people like Anthony Davis are on that list and people like Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady are not. And then Dikembe Mutombo, arguably one of the best defensive big men in the history of the game, played for the Nuggets for the longest time and was damn good at what he did. Not many people got past Mutombo, man. There's the reason that, that it had that commercial a couple years ago when... People were in the office trying to throw paper into the trash bin and he would come out of nowhere and smack the paper and wave his finger. Not at my house because Matembo was that guy. So it, it, to me, those three names, I just can't believe that they're not on there. Um, Penny Hardway, I definitely think that he has the capability to be in the air, but I feel like him and Tony Parker and Alex English are all kind of in the same boat as to where they're top 100. Um, I would say like Bernard King and Paul Gasol and Yao Ming definitely belong in the top 75, but it is what it is. You can't fit everybody in there. I definitely think that all the players in the top 75 majority deserved it. Fun fact, speaking of the top 75, the 2004 Pistons, Detroit Pistons, are the only championship team in NBA to not have a player in the NBA's top 75 list. So their starting lineup being Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, and Tayshawn Prince. They were all great players. I think Ben Wallace probably has the most potential to be on that list just because of his defensive capabilities, being a smaller center, winning defensive player of the year, and obviously having a ring and being pretty consistently good. Not not a very long, successful career, but when he was good, he was damn good. Rasheed Wallace was also really good. He was basically a very similar player to Dirk Nowitzki, just not to the caliber of Dirk Nowitzki. Another thing that happened in the All-Star weekend, Carl Anthony Towns wins the three-point contest. And something that I find really crazy is that he bested Trey Young and others, but Trey Young is the one that blows my mind the most of who he beat. In my personal opinion, looking at the NBA, Trey Young is the second best three-point shooter in the league behind Stephen Curry. He can do a lot of the same things that Curry has done. Not necessarily on the level that Curry does it, but Trey Young is definitely capable of that standard. But the thing, I think this goes to show that Carl Anthony Towns, man, you got to put respect on his name. He's very versatile. I mean, he's a presence in the paint. He's a really good shot blocker and rebound chaser. He crashes the boards really well. He's a really good mid-range shooter, and I think this goes to show he's just as good of a three-point shooter. And even in the All-Star game, he hit a few three-point shots. This guy is really capable of some things that we're not too used to seeing. People like him and Jokic are really some generational talents, and I think you need to watch these guys close. That about wraps it up for the All-Star game. Something that I find kind of impactful on the future of this team Chris Paul is set to miss up to six weeks with a thumb injury this is a big deal for the Phoenix Suns yes they still have their other stars in Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges is pretty good from time to time but 
Chris Paul is the leader of this team. I don't care what anybody says. He's the point god. He's one of the most consistent players in the NBA. If you go and look at his stat sheet the last two years in Phoenix, he's one of the most consistent players in the league. This is a big loss. Six weeks is a big deal. It's February, guys. About to be March. You're starting to knock on the door of playoffs. So to lose your arguably best player at this time... Yes, they are the number one seed, but will they stay the number one seed? That's my question to you. It's hard to say that they will when they have such good competition. The Warriors, the Grizzlies. This is a big deal for the Suns, and I don't know what they're going to do. So I guess only time will tell, but it should be very interesting, and I'm going to be paying close attention to them and their success over the next couple of weeks here. But that about wraps it up for the NBA. Next up, I want to touch on, briefly, uh, the NFL, starting with the Washington football team name has changed to the Washington Commanders. Can we just talk about that for a second? A lot of people are saying that it's at least better than the football team, but in all actuality, is it really? I feel like that would be the name of like a little league team, the Washington Commanders. They couldn't have been any more creative than that. They had almost two years, and the best they could do is Commanders? I mean, don't get me wrong, the new uniforms look great, but Commanders? I just can't process how it took an organization of all these brilliant minds to come up with a name like Commanders. I personally would have rather them just say Washington football team until they actually came up with a legitimate team name. I just don't understand it. It's such an amateur like adolescent name. That's just my opinion. I don't like it at all. In other news, you look at the NFC South QB battle, if you will, between the four teams. It's quite interesting. You got Matt Ryan on the Falcons, Taysom Hill on the Saints, Sam Darnold on the Panthers, and Mike Glennon on the Buccaneers. That has got to be the worst division of quarterbacks in the league history. I mean, Matt Ryan is basically at the end of his career. Taysom Hill is only good at catching the ball and not really good at anything else other than catching and running the ball. Sam Darnold showed that he has no hope. Mike Glennon, I mean, this guy's been a backup his whole career. How much can we really say about him? You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. I think it'll be quite interesting to see if there's any trades made or off-season moves made because if you ask me... Something definitely needs to happen for at least two of those teams. But that's about it for the NFL. Next up, I would just want to touch on the status of college basketball and a prediction for the March Madness bracket, if you will, or at least the top teams in the bracket. Uh, You look at the number ones that are projected to be number one. You have Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, and Kansas. I'd have to agree with that. Um, The only one that I would say would be questionable to be up there is Duke. Um, At number two, you have Duke, Kentucky, Purdue, and Baylor. And then number three, you got Illinois, Villanova, Texas Tech, and Tennessee. Can't really argue with it. I guess we'll see what happens once they get to the bracket to see if these teams live up to their values. Now, anybody that has followed me on TikTok or is a close friend of mine knows that I had said something in the early stages of the offseason for college basketball this year, and I picked my sleeper team for the year, if you will, and that is the Memphis Tigers. You look at what they did in this last offseason. They picked up the 
I think it was number one player in the state of Michigan, Imani Bates. Another couple of good players that are like top 50 commits. So that was a big deal for them. And then they have Penny Hardaway as their coach, which is a big deal as well. So personally, for entertainment's sake, I say if you're going to pick a sleeper team, pick the Memphis Tigers. It'd be a really good story. Moving on to another sport here. In the NHL, I want to go over briefly the current Caesars Sportsbook top 13 betting favorites to win the 2022 Stanley Cup. Uh, and you'd be surprised who was at the number one spot with the best odds. Now, keep in mind that this article that I'm reading was last updated end of January. At number one, you got the Colorado Avalanche with 450 odds. Next, you got Tampa Bay, then Vegas, Florida Panthers, my Toronto Maple Leafs, Carolina Hurricanes, Penguins, Boston Bruins, Minnesota Wild, New York Rangers, St. Louis Blues, Calgary Flames, and Washington Capitals. I personally, regardless of any of the statistics or anything like that and the win-loss record, I can't see the Avalanche going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I just can't see it. You personally ask me... I would say probably the Golden Knights in Vegas and the Panthers are going to be your Stanley Cup finalists, potentially. Those are the teams that I like personally. I would say the Leafs, but if you know anything about hockey, you know how the Leafs are cursed from making it anywhere past like the second round of the playoffs. I mean, you look at this last season. They were up 3-1 to one against the Montreal Canadiens and blew it. They were up 3-1, to one, just like the Warriors were on the Cavs in 2016, and both teams blew the lead, and the Montreal Canadiens, somehow with the most average roster I've ever seen in my life, were still able to make it to the finals. And then they got worked by the Lightning, but that's not the point. I don't know. I would love to see the Leafs win a Stanley Cup. I really, 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 really would. But I'm a realist, and I know that's, that, that's not going to happen. I personally think the Panthers and the Knights are the best teams in the NHL right now, and they probably have the best chances of getting to the finals, in my opinion. Now, totally unrelated to hockey, Jawan Howard the coach of Michigan basketball. Now, if you know your sports history, you know that Jawan Howard was once a member of the University of Michigan men's basketball Fab Five, which basically means that what he just did this last week was no surprise. Yes, it was unnecessary and uncalled for, but I'm surprised it took him this long to do it, if you ask me. Looking back on his days when he was a player... It's in his nature, and the other people he played with. It's just in their nature. That was the Fab Five. They were basically the bad boys of college basketball. Ironically, both teams from Michigan. I don't really know where his employment status should stand at this point. It doesn't really bother me that much what he did. Yes, it was very stupid. And, I mean, he got suspended for the rest of the season, so that's quite a punishment. But... I don't think it's something that should be held against him because are we all about to sit here and act like we've never once let our emotions take the best of us in a situation? I'm not defending him. Don't think I'm defending him. I'm just saying it happens. He got his punishment. Let's move on. At the same time, I do think that this needs to be addressed. The fact that he was almost more physical than most of his players were 
says something. Now, yes, he's been fairly successful as the coach of Michigan. He hasn't been there long, but, I mean, they were pretty good last year, and they were projected to be good this year, but didn't turn out so, and that's really only because their only good player is Hunter Dickinson. But still, do I think that his employment status should be questioned? Maybe. I don't know yet. I don't really know how to feel about the situation as a whole. I can see both sides of it, more so the fact that it was wrong, but I also, at the same time, like I said, understand that people's emotions can get the best of them in the heat of the moment. So I'm not really sure what I expect the University of Michigan to do, but I would really understand with any direction that they went in. And that's really all I wanted to touch on about that. Now, the last thing that I want to touch on this week for this episode is in NASCAR for the Daytona 500, which is arguably the biggest race of the year for NASCAR, 23-year-old Austin Sindrick beat Bubba Watson by not even the full length of a car. I didn't get the opportunity to watch a majority of the race, but I do know that it was a pretty good one and it was fairly close most of the time. And when I say that, take it lightly because, I mean, it is a three and a half hour race. So it's not like it was the same people for three and a half hours. I mean that there was never a genuine front runner for the race for most of the race from what I've heard. Like I said, I didn't watch it. So I just kind of saw highlights from the ending and a couple moments throughout the race with passing and this, that, and the other. I think it's really cool that somebody my age was able to win the Daytona 500. That's something that if you like driving cars, you dream about. That's like a player who loves football dreaming of the NFL and winning a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? 23 years old, beat Bubba Watson, one of the best racers in NASCAR right now, for the Daytona 500. That's a big freaking deal, and the kid looked excited. I'm happy for him. I don't know a whole lot about NASCAR, but I know that that would mean a lot. And like I said, happy for him. And I wish him the best. He clearly has a long, eventful career in racing ahead of him. In all honesty, folks, this week was a really short episode. I know last week I mentioned that some episodes might be longer, but this is not one of them. You know, without football, it really is not too much going on in sports. I would say in the coming months, as it gets closer to playoffs for both hockey and NBA, there's going to be a lot more to discuss. But as of right now, there's just not much going on. And baseball, because of the lockout, there's not much going on there either. So it kind of limits my abilities as to what I can touch on throughout my episodes, considering I come out with them weekly. So other than that, that about wraps it up. You know how to reach us on our socials. Please, please, please show love for the podcast. Spread it as far as you can. Show it to everybody you can. I want the show to get out there. I want people to hear it. I want it to grow, and I want the recommendations. I want the interaction with people. So stay in touch with the socials. Repost this podcast. Share it with everyone you know and love. And I will see you next week. Peace out. Okay. 
I like it. A little song we can ride it to. Me and bro with a vibe or two. I fly like the Emirates. Try to be smooth when I'm talking my shit, but my flow is so ignorant. Niggas not getting it like my entendres. I can stack it and slow and let double it. Speed of this shit, I can triple it. Whatever I do to my master, he's better me. Niggas is feeling it. I walked into school on my first day on campus. New from the jump, I can't have this. Went to the stool and start cooking some magic. I said I cannot be average. I wasted so much of my time in class, and then I start playing that Madden. Imagine I started my grind three years ago. Who would it know what can happen? Surrounding myself.